Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Older Adult Geriatric Nutrition Answers podcast, presented to you by LongTermCareRD.com. I'm Michelle, your host and presenter of today's episode, and today we're going to be talking about a topic that was the number one request for me to cover in future articles, education seminars, all of that, and that is dementia. Now, if you're a dietitian, dementia is a huge topic when we're talking about geriatrics because I think the stat is as high as 67% or somewhere around there of residents in long-term care have some type of cognitive impairment or dementia. So over two-thirds of our patient population has a level of cognitive impairment and it can be a very daunting task to take care of a patient with dementia if you don't have the expertise to do so. Taking care of somebody and their nutrition that has dementia is not as simple as just increasing portions or giving them more protein supplements. No, it is so much deeper than that. So this is going to take quite a few episodes for me to really tease out the aspects of dementia and its impact on nutrition. So I've written three articles so far, so those are all available on the website for free, tackling different aspects of dementia and how it impacts different areas of nutrition. So I'll link those in the show notes. Be sure to read and keep up. If you're on our email list, it's in your inbox right now. Um, But today I wanted to talk about specifically dementia and eating sweets because this is such a tough one. I mean, I'll get into it in today's episode, but just know if you're a dietitian working with patients with dementia, I'm coming with stuff for you. So I will be your number one resource when it comes to dementia and nutrition. It is the next topic that I'm looking at doing an education seminar on as well. So be sure to sign up for our email list because you will get first access to a discounted price for the course. Okay, so today's episode is actually brought to you by one of our resources, the Long-Term Care Dietitian's Reference Guide. I've talked about this in multiple episodes in the past, but this is the number one resource guide that you need if you're a dietitian working in long-term care. I walk you through almost every aspect of your job. I give you practical advice, not textbook answers, about how things are actually handled in long-term care. So that's gonna be in the show notes. If you are a first-time subscriber to our email list, you should get a discount code as well. If that hasn't been sent to you, simply shoot me an email and I'll be happy to send that to you. Okay, so let's dive right into today's topic. So dementia, it profoundly impacts an individual's lives. It alters their cognitive ability, their daily routines, but one of the most notable changes is in their eating behaviors. And it forms a connection for some, not all obviously, patients that they simply just want and crave sweets all the time. And if a patient is living at home for the first few stages, because there are stages of dementia, it's not just a one and done, it's a progressive, cognitive impairment and it gets worse over time. Sometimes patients will pass away from other uh, chronic diseases before they get to those later stages. But if they are in long-term care and they do live for a significant amount of time, you will see it progress. And so nutrition care plans will be constantly evolving to meet the new nutrition needs of each stage. Now the dementia and eating sweets I would say more often than not, it comes in the middle stage. So they may not need diet texture alterations. 
they may simply just need a different nutrition care plan. So understanding dementia, dementia encompasses a range of neurological conditions, primarily affecting memory, thinking, social abilities, but it goes by many different names. And you may or may not know that some of these are actually dementia. So Alzheimer's disease, vascular dementia, Lewy body, frontotemporal, mixed Parkinson's disease, dementia, Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, um, Huntington's disease, Wernicke-Korsakoff syndrome. There's many different ones. Oh, and normal pressure hydrocephalus. So these are conditions that significantly alter eating behaviors, including someone's preference for certain types of foods like sweets. So recognizing that these changes are going to occur and that they have occurred, it's essential for providing appropriate nutrition support. And also obviously our number one goal is to provide an enhanced quality of life for those affected. So when we look at the big topic of eating behaviors in dementia, dementia significantly alters somebody's relationship with food. And this can lead to noticeable changes in eating behaviors and food preferences. So like I said, there's a difference between the early stages and the late stages, because in early stages of dementia, we might actually not see that many nutrition changes. It's simply something that we keep our eye on for when changes occur. But in the later stages, we see dementia severely impacting a person's nutrition status. And this is discussed in one of the articles that I can link in the show notes. Um, But in the earlier stages, we simply see a common shift towards an increased craving for sweets. Now, the reasons behind this shift, it's multifaceted. It involves both physiological changes in the brain and psychological factors. As dementia affects the brain's area responsible for taste and smell, patients may find sweet foods more appealing because their senses are less, these senses, sorry, are less impaired compared to some of the other ones. So in studies, it also shows that sweets evoke pleasant memories. So they provide comfort to a world that's increasingly unfamiliar to them. So managing these changes, it requires a delicate balance. And for caregivers, dietitians, we have to strive to satisfy these cravings in a way though that doesn't compromise the overall nutritional needs of the patient. And this involves creating dietary planning that includes offering these sweets, trying to find healthy alternatives, and emphasizing nutrient-dense foods to ensure a balanced intake. Now, I have just lightly touched on this, but in general, I'll talk about, well, why do dementia patients crave sweets? Now, I said it is a physiological and it's a psychological reason, but we more often see it in patients that have frontotemporal dementia. And so physiologically speaking, dementia can alter taste buds and the brain's reward system. So it makes these sweet flavors more appealing, more satisfying. And these changes are often due to the deterioration of cognitive functions, sensory perception, so when taste and smell, which are less affected by sweet flavors, which is cool. Psychologically, sweets are often associated with that comfort and pleasure. So for individuals that have dementia, these sweet foods, it might bring back, let's say, we'll take cake for an example. Most of us will have cake at family birthday parties, those social get-togethers where you're creating memories with um, a large family. And so if they're in long-term care and they have dementia, it's so unfamiliar to them. And this is where we see a lot of patients that are constantly asking to go home. They want to get out of there. They may be trying to um, escape, which many of us have seen. And so 
to bring back that that sense of calmness essentially because it brings them back those memories this is where it's a self-soothing thing in the face of what might be anxiety depression agitation which is really common in dementia patients so when we recognize and we begin to understand that these are the emotions that the foods are evoking it really should click into you that we do not want to completely eliminate sweets in their diet because sweets are a comfort to them and I would never want to take that away but we do need to find a balance and so when we look at the impacts of sweets on people with dementia we want to find that nutritional balance and the health implications we want to be in the middle there we don't want um Sweets can obviously take the place of more nutritionally valuable foods such as high fiber foods, healthy fats, fruits, vegetables, high protein options. Now, while inherently there's nothing wrong with sweets in the diet, knowing that patients with dementia are 57% at a higher risk of getting malnutrition, ensuring optimal nutrient intake is essential to prevent early mortality risk from complications from malnutrition, for example. So we do need to monitor the amount and the types of sweets consumed in order to prevent potential or exacerbating current health issues such as obesity, diabetes, dental problems. And why I talk about exacerbating these three particular ones is because they will have a massive impact on a patient. Somebody with dementia, you may notice that um, probably I would venture to say a majority of your patients in the later stages they're not quite as mobile, and so many of them will be wheelchair bound, which puts them at higher risk of pressure injuries. Um, we want them to maintain as much physical activity as they're able to, because this may help to reduce agitation because they're able to get up, walk around, um, to get out some of that energy. Also diabetes, we really don't wanna to have to restrict the diet if the diabetes gets out of control. And dental problems, when we start to see a loss of teeth, if we're starting to see um, later stages of dementia where they're not able to put in dentures, for example, because there's not as much cooperation with that process, then we might have to move to pureed foods, which we already know that people with pureed diets are at a higher risk of malnutrition. So we just don't want to see these things spiral. And that's the biggest thing because we know that nutrition plays an important role in the overall health and the well-being of patients with dementia. So a diet that is high in added sugar and low in essential nutrients, it can actually worsen cognitive decline and negatively affect physical health. So we want to balance the desire for sweets with the need for a nutritious diet. This involves offering healthier, healthier alternatives that still satisfy sweet cravings. So obviously options like fruit, naturally sweet vegetables, snacks, low in added sugar can provide the sweetness while also supplying some level of vital nutrients. Now this approach ensures that dementia patients can enjoy their food while maintaining a balanced diet. So here's my top tips, dietary management for patients with dementia that really want those sweets. So offering healthy alternatives, this can be things like fruits or smoothies, um, I've talked about it before, but if you're on the email list, I have been sending out recipes with it as well. And the website, The Dietitian Prescription, actually does offer some lower sugar alternatives with protein and fiber in the recipes for sweets. So recommend checking those out. Another tip would be keep sweets out of sight to encourage well-rounded snacking. This is 
more apply to those who are still in their homes. But if you work in a long-term care home and there are suites available, let's say a machine, vending machine, things like that, it's actually probably best to keep those out of sight. But I will caveat this and say, if it's not a problem, let's say if they're not going towards the vending machine or anything like that, I wouldn't worry about it. You can also provide smaller portions of the sweets. So when sweets are consumed, you can offer them in smaller portions and then you can add to it too. So let's say that they have a piece of cake. Well, what can we add to that to offer a little more balance? So let's say we want to offer some high fiber alternatives or some protein with it. So maybe some peanuts on the side. Just try to balance those sweet snacks. Obviously establishing regular balanced meal patterns can really help. So consistent meal times with balanced nutrition, it can help to stabilize those blood sugars, reduce cravings for sweets, and including a variety of foods from all the food groups. So people with dementia, they do really well when there's regular meals provided and they're in a routine. You can also swap out and use alternative sweeteners, so stevia, splenda, things like that. Um, this obviously depends on the acceptance and how well it works into recipes. Those um, sugar alternatives, in my opinion, don't always taste the best, but some people find that they do satisfy that sweet craving without adding sugar to their diet. Encourage hydration with water or herbal teas. Now this is where you can get a little more creative. Let's say we're putting frozen fruit and letting it thaw into a delicious pitcher of water. You're adding a little bit of sweetness into water and you're not compromising um, with quality because it's still water, which is great for hydration. Um, encouraging regular intake and herbal teas, things like that. Those can also help to manage the craving for sweets. Engage in distracting activities or hobbies. So boredom or stress can lead to a craving for sweets. So if they can be a part of a therapeutic recreation group where they're doing some type of fun games or activities, um, that can help distract them from those real high cravings. Ensure that there's adequate protein and fiber intake at meals because meals that are rich in protein and fiber, it can help somebody feel full for longer periods of time and it can help to stabilize blood sugar levels and this in turn can reduce cravings for sweets. Now we do want to also educate caregivers on the importance of balanced nutrition because sometimes when families come in all they want to do is they just want to bring sweets, chocolates, cookies, cakes, pastries, all these kinds of things and while there's nothing inherently wrong with that I never discourage patterns like that. If we're starting to see them stacking up in rooms or that's what they're doing right before a mealtime, so then when the mealtime comes, well they're not hungry because they just had three donuts. That's not really going to help. So maybe we can change the time that we're having snacks. Maybe it can be after a meal or it could be two to three hours before a meal. So just finding better times for that might actually help more. So Managing the dietary needs of people with dementia, it requires a really thoughtful balance and understanding and managing the preferences as well is really important. And this isn't going to just be an independent decision that you are going to make. This is something that you're going to work with the individual with dementia on if they're able to have those conversations as well as their loved ones because it's a team approach and obviously we want to respect autonomy and if the family is requesting that we respect their decision but we give them the education piece to know what the balance is so 
If an individual with dementia is wanting some sweets, they shouldn't be denied all the time, but there does need to be that balance. And I always will say that balance, 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 because we want to still ensure that they have quality of life, enjoying the treats that they do, while still making sure that they're not teetering on the edge of malnutrition. So I hope that that helped you guys today. I'm going to continue on with dementia and nutrition for a few more episodes. Be sure to like and follow the show on your Apple podcast or Spotify. Don't forget, you can get your copy of the Long-Term Care Dietitian's Reference Guide in our shop page on the website. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Long-Term Care RD. Find the website at longtermcarerd.com. And in the show description notes, you'll find all the articles and links that I mentioned in today's episode. See you next time.